It's the True Achievements Podcast. On today's show, prepare for Titanfall. Xbox One gets respawned. Holy broken game, Batman. Arkham Origins ditches patches for DLC. Stop. Hammer time. Third studio joins Call of Duty rotation. Epic win. Microsoft acquires Gears of War IP. And Jay takes on last month's achievement challenge. All this and more in your gnome carrying, singularity boosting, loco cycle hating, true achievements podcast. everyone to the true achievements podcast for february it is a snowy cold february where i am hopefully it's significantly warmer wherever you are however unlikely that is joining me as always this month we have michelle say hello michelle hello how's the weather in your neck of the woods oh it's terrible um i just i actually am on early release from work today because they decided it wasn't worth running night programs so it's it's pretty brutal here yeah, I've spent the entire day in sweatpants because the university I work at closed for weather. So, hooray! <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you all want to hear about my sweatpants. Uh, but instead, let's kick it over to Rich. He's the guy you all want to hear about. So, uh, Rich, how is the weather in your lovely neck of the woods? It's it's wet. We have uh, flooding in the UK at the moment. It's pretty grim. Um, and the image you've just given me has made me be sick in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it's raining and cloudy in the UK. We're we're smashing stereotypes on this podcast. It's always raining, kind of, but it's it's more more raining than normal. Wow! All right. Well, fair enough. So I, I think we can all agree it's a good time of the year to stay inside and play some video games. Oh yes, which is what I've been doing, and I think you guys have been doing that as well. So uh, let's start with what you've been playing, Rich. Why don't you regale us with the tales of what you've been playing recently? <laughs> I have played a lot, in fact, since the last podcast recording. I think I've put on probably around six thousand. TA uh, in wow. four weeks, which is a lot for me, an awful lot for me. Um, I've been popping milestones like nobody's business, and I completed a retail game. Da, 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 da. We need fanfares. I'll put on wow. fanfares, big orchestras, uh, fireworks <laughs> cracking. People will just have to imagine the confetti Lots raining down cracking. on their laptops or computers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I 1K'd Need for Speed Rivals finally, which I admittedly I did start in November when the Xbox One came out, but I finally 1K'd it. Um, I've raved about it before, but it is a fantastic game, and it deserves the 1K that I've given it. So um, it's over 2,000 TA as well, so decent ratios. Uh, what else have I played? I played a lot of FIFA, and you can... There's some fantastic guides on TA for scoring big gamer score, big ratio achievements in FIFA 14 on Xbox One. Um, for very little effort. So I think I'm around 80% through the game now, and I've only played it for about four hours. But again, that's, we're talking probably 1,500 TA on that. Um, I did a great boosting session on Forza for the, some of the multiplayer stuff. Um, racked up 500 TA in about an hour on on Forza. Very nice. And I have played a lot of Peggle 2 still. And do you remember me talking about a glitch that I had on Peggle yes. 2 where it was giving me achievements 8 yeah. 
uh, eight objectives before I was supposed to get them. Yeah. So I had, I had saved. Um, I was there's 180 objectives, and I was on 171, fully expecting the 180 achievement to pop when I popped the next one at one, one eight, uh, 172, which would have been the next one, uh, but it didn't. Oh. And then I got another one, and it didn't. And now I've realised that it seems to have fixed itself, just at the <laughs> crucial point. So now I'm stuck, and I've actually tried to get more than one seven three, but I can't. The, the levels are so tricky now. So I've, that completion that I was quite looking forward to getting is not going to happen now. I think, which is a real shame because that is one awesome game. But I think it's you know, it's do you put in four or five hours to something that you might not get anything back from? Um, and at the moment, I'm thinking no. And I've played a lot of LocoCycle, which is a downloadable game on Xbox One, uh, Twisted Pixel, and I did not enjoy that game one little bit. Uh, it's a sort of on-rails, um, I, I was going to call it a driving game, but it's not really a driving game. You, you are, for some bizarre reason, uh, attached to the back of a motorcycle by your right leg, Um for reasons that are probably explained, but I did cut all the uh, skipped all the cutscenes as quickly as I could because they were annoying me too much. Um, and you're sort of dragged around. It's got a very odd combat system. You can just mash buttons and you'll get through it. Um, just, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, it was one of the most boring things I've ever done. I've got two achievements left. Um, right, there's, there's right. You finish the game. You finish the main story, and you get a whole load of um, coins throughout or experience or whatever just for playing the game and there are three achievements for unlocking bonus content so to unlock the bonus content you go back to the main menu once you finish the game you've got enough coins to unlock the whole lot so I didn't bother doing it during the game I waited till I got to the end and there are literally pages and pages I reckon there are a thousand pieces of bonus content and I'm not overestimating here and you have to go into literally every single one to unlock it and then back out before you can go on to the next one and it must have taken me <laughs> about 40 minutes of just going, choosing a menu item, going in, backing out, choosing the next menu item, going in, backing out for a thousand times. And I got like, I don't know, 75 TA for doing that. But it was soul-destroying work. Really <laughs> soul-destroying. <laughs> uh, so I cannot recommend that game at all to anyone, um, even fans of P- Twisted Pixel. I struggled with the humour. I didn't find it at all funny. I don't even think I cracked a smile in the seven or eight hours I put into that game. So I'm sure there will be a few people. In fact, people on my feed have commented that they did enjoy it. So there are people out there that do enjoy it. Um, and it was cheap. It was on sale. I picked it up for £8. I think it was £10 um, last week on sale. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was easy points, but, it, you know... I felt I felt sick after playing it. I have to admit. Um, and I've played a bit of Fable Anniversary, but we'll talk about that later. We will. We shall. Um, Michelle, what have you been uh, playing recently? Um, a little bit of everything, actually. Um, I'm not. I don't remember because I can't keep dates straight. But I'll, I just want to say something about trying to finish Pagel Two. It is so worth it, though, when you finish that last thing. Oh, have you done it? Like, well, I haven't. I, I but I just finished Pagel One. So, oh, okay. Or I, yeah. I think I've done that since the last podcast. And just getting that last, you know, peg to go, and knowing you earned that completion is just—it's awesome. The game is a perfect game for sit there for 15 minutes, give it a shot, and then put it aside. 
you know, like yeah, no, you are right, you are right on that on that. So it's I don't think it's worth giving up on all you know all told. You know, put it on for a half hour, do what you can, and then move on to the next thing. Eventually, yeah, and it's not like I have to go and pick a disc up. I mean, it's just there. So right, exactly. You can can talk to your Xbox, right? Xbox, go to Peggle Two. Xbox, go to go to Peggle Two. Yeah, I was just the same. I can't say Xbox finish this level for me. (laughs) Xbox, bring that glitch back. If only. If yeah. only. Um, but aside from that, I played Singularity. Um, I've been trying this year to be a little more focused and play campaigns that actually I want to play instead of just playing for gamer score, which was my motivation for most of last year. And it was amazing. It was such a good Told game. Ya. I know. I, I'm totally, uh, you know, it's one of the earlier games we featured in the Easter egg segment. You know, like um, you wrote that one, right, Jay? The I did. Uh, I'm You've just... always been a advocate of uh, singularity for for a long time. Yeah, I have, and he's so right. I mean, it, like the game. If if you want to look at it really simplistically, it's like a um, kind of a Bioshock light. It's the structure is very similar. It's a first person game, but there are exploration elements. There um, there are tapes that you find throughout that that give you a better sense of the story, but you don't need to collect them. The game doesn't even have a collection achievement for that stuff if that bothers you so you really it's completely optional to do um so loved it i played the campaign i don't think i'll be playing it on the harder setting i I, did you do that jay i did what did you feel about the um if i'm remembering correctly there was like one or two kind of choke points that stuck me for a while and made the game unfun for a little bit but aside from that i i that was one of those games where I felt compelled to get everything mm-hmm. I could as far as achievements went because I really enjoyed it. And um, now that we're uh, working on the multiplayer together, I'm really happy that the the end is in sight to 1K that game. Yeah, and um, what we're finding, because as Jay just noted, we've been boosting the multiplayer with some other folks. And um, I, I mean... The, the way that the multiplayer is structured is there are all sorts of creature kills and, and soldier soldier kills, so kill-type achievements. But then you're going to have to play way more rounds after that just to do the number of rounds played. Like, I can't wait for everyone to be done with all those little achievements so we can actually try playing the game legit. Like, it looks like a super fun multiplayer. Like, they actually put is, a lot of yeah, time into thinking about the different... Yeah, like, the, the character classes are unique, even though they're things you may have seen in some form before. Just the way that they're utilized is different. Um, so I'm really excited for us to get into a point where we're done with all that incidental stuff and we can just get in and play a few rounds just legitimately and enjoy the multiplayer. I will join you for that. Time. I've been oh, really? this game, so I, oh. I am all for, yeah, I have one achievement in it. I'm all for joining in for a bit of multiplayer action. How, yeah, how do you feel about awesome. waking up really early, Rich? Because we're boosting at about uh, <laughs> 3 a.m. your time. 3.30 your time, something like that. 3 a.m., wow. Um, I'm normally asleep at that time. Oh. Um, is, <laughs> I could be quite grumpy. I, I could always see if I could throw together a Saturday or a Sunday session. Yeah, that would. Um, okay. I, I will give it a shot. <laughs> I, it just—it it really is. It's—it's it's a really solid multiplayer from what it seems like, from what we're getting. Um, we've had no troubles with you know connections or anything like that. I think it's all peer to peer in that game. I want to say so. I did hear some okay. people. I think I read some people saying that it could be laggy, but we've never really experienced that. A singularity was so, awesome. So, quick though. question. Mm-hmm. How long did the single-player campaign take you? 
I want to say it was between 10 and 12 hours. It wasn't very long. It's reasonable. Yeah, and I'm I'm really thorough. Like, I, although I did miss, like, one of the achievements for finding 10 upgrades or whatever. But, like, I check every nook and cranny. If anything could be time-shifted, I made sure to try to do that. Even after I got the achievement for finding all the chrono notes, which are these, like, you'll see chalk stains sort of throughout the game on the floor or on the wall. And you can hit it with your time manipulation device and see, a like, a warning or a message. So even after I got the achievement for finding however many, I still was doing that. So I was going slow, and it took me that long. Now, um, now Michelle, did you spoilers, find spoilers, the, the <laughs> lost, the real legit like lost Easter egg in it? Um, I'm not sure. I There's an achievement attached to it. What's the um, achievement? Where it's, I forget exactly where it is, but um, it, it there's basically uh, if you're I know in the Newshound forums we used to talk about lost quite a bit. Um, when not Penny, when not Penny's boat was on, on the team, especially, and there's actually a reference to Lost in Singularity. Oh, is that the really cool. the wheel achievement? Yeah, I didn't find that. The no, wheel achievement. but you know what? I found the Metroid one. There's there's an achievement attached yeah. to a Metroid Easter egg. Um, yep. So it's it's awesome. Uh, so clearly, these are developers who are also gamers and into all that, and they kind of got their little references in there in a way that worked in the universe of the game, but. Um, nice. You know, didn't take away from anything, and they're completely optional. So if you found them, great. If you didn't, it didn't hurt your ability to enjoy the game at all. Um, and the game also has three endings, so um, no major thing that you have to do to change outcomes. Like you can do all that at the end. It's one of those you can reload the last checkpoint and make different decisions. But even things like that are they're they're neat. You know, it shows that it didn't all have to go one way. So um, Singularity, I think you can easily find for ten or fifteen dollars now. New. Oh yeah, sometimes cheaper yeah. than that. Like I, I think I got it on, like, ten Amazon new. for. Yeah, I think I got it for. I want to say I got it for five dollars new a couple of years ago during like a holiday sale from Best Buy. But I know for a fact you can find it for less than ten bucks on like Amazon, it's and it's worth totally worth it. Totally that, worth it. That and um, Syndicate, you can oftentimes find both of those for less than ten bucks, and they are both amazing. So. I, I, I think I don't think I have Syndicate. I'm trying to oh. think, but I don't think I do. Syndicate's um, super, super fun. <laughs> okay. Um, aside from that, I've been playing Fantasy Star Two uh, on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, never, I, this has been going on for months, um, and, um, we just finished it, and, uh, it was kind of cool actually going through and playing, you know, a game that was originally on the Master, was that Master System or Genesis? I say Genesis, because I think I remember I think it's Genesis, one on was Genesis. only on the Master System, yeah. Um, but it was cool playing a Genesis game, and it, what was really intriguing about it is we didn't play to achievements, we, we really didn't because the achievements are built in such a way that they kind of are progression based anyway. So you forgot about them and just played the game. So um, that was, it was a lot of fun to go back and do that. It is grindy. So if you're into JRPGs, it's, it's worth it. Or if you have the Sega master or Sega Sonic's ultimate Genesis collection, it's on there. Totally worth playing. Um, been playing some Mercury. I don't know if it's Mercury HG or Mercury Mercury, <laughs> but um <laughs> Fun puzzle game. I've uh, been enjoying it. I'm working on the challenges now. It was on sale. It's been on sale several times, but the DLC was only on sale once back when they had that sales and specials app. Mm-hmm. So I, when that finally happened, I picked up the whole thing, and uh, I don't regret doing that. It's um, it's a good time. Uh, and then aside from that, I finally actually been giving my Xbox One a little love, and I've uh, been playing mm-hmm. Rise. Uh, ah. Which is excellent, and I feel is definitely severely underrated by the 
you know, critical populace who had their hands on the game. Um, so I left Rise off my list, but I have actually finished this as well. I get what people are saying. I did find it repetitive towards the end. It's it's weird because I really struggled with the controls. Um, it's a sort of there's this very combo driven game, but they're very simple combos, and the buttons for block and attack were not the buttons I expected them to be, and they're obviously the basic moves that you do throughout the six eight levels of the game. Um, so it was only when I got to the final level that I really started coming to grips with the controls, and by then I was a bit fed up with the game. Um, but visually, it's pretty special. Um, the moment when you walk into the Coliseum for the first time, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, it reminded me of. So um, I used to have a season ticket at, um, soccer at, at Tottenham Hotspur, where I'm a big fan, and I used to have one for seven years. But it reminded me of the first time I ever went to a game at a, a soccer stadium, and you're in the bowels of the stadium itself. And we got there late because we didn't know the way and all this stuff. And um, just as we came up from the bowels of the stadium up the stairs into the stands where all the seating is, um, was the same time the players were coming out onto the pitch. So the stadium was full. Everyone was standing and cheering. And that moment we sort of walked up from sort of quiet and dark into bright, airy, everyone cheering. Um, it, it, it reminded me of that moment. It's like such a like buzz, such a like, mm-hmm. wow, this is epic. And it's a huge arena with loads and loads of people. And it, it did remind me of that feeling. I thought that was really cool. And I've been there as well. I've been to the Coliseum in Rome and it is an amazing place. Yeah, I, I agree. The look is definitely, you know, a big part of the sell of the game. And um, I mean, I've actually been through the campaign like a time and a half now. Um, and I think like I, I started playing it on the harder difficulty and you learn more how you have to you have kind of two options for playing the game you have to either get very used to using the roll button and just roll out of the way of everything or you have to get used to paying attention to what's happening around you you know watching for blocking you know getting a combo going you kind of have to memorize the visual cues to do the execution so that you can get your life back or whatever else you need to do um and in playing it that way it's a different experience because you're not just button yeah, mashing. Yeah, totally. Did you try and do the Batman challenges when we had that achievement challenge? I've tried to do ago? them before, but I, I didn't do them yeah, in the context. Because um, it reminded me of that a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle sequence. So you, you generally have a maximum of sort of four or five people attacking you at any one time. And you're right, you have to keep. You, while you're attacking one, there will generally only be one other one that's coming for you um, of the five, but you need to keep an eye on that person and mm-hmm. you need to get a block ready for those people and certain ones you can't block certain ones you can't hit unless you you kick them first it's very similar to the batman um fighting style right um but 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 sometimes they seem to sneak up on you far more than they did on on batman for me um and i i i definitely found it difficult i did i played it through on easy all the way through i just wanted to finish the game and and see what it was like and it was quite it was you know it was a lot of fun playing it like that you go through it pretty quickly but i went back there are achievements for doing each level um, on the legendary or the hardest difficulty level. So I thought, well, I'll just go back and try and do the first level again because I had all the collectibles after the first level. Um, so I thought I'd go back and do that and get the collectibles. But honestly, the first the first guy, because I'm so used to playing it on easy, the first battle I came up against, I just got killed instantly. It was just <laughs> the, the, the amount of damage that you take from oh, one yeah. hit. It's Absolutely. just unbelievable. So I think I... I need to spend some proper time learning it. You can't just you plow your way through on the on the hardest difficulty. You've got to actually 
concentrate really hard or learn the roll button because I wasn't right. doing that at all. I yeah, didn't and roll I, at all. I don't either. So I was playing it uh, over at Els and he was like, I'm playing it. I'm getting frustrated because I'm trying to finesse, right? I'm trying to block this and use the Y button to come yeah. in this way. And he's yeah, like, just, exactly. just roll. Just roll out into a corner. You're going to be fine. But like, I almost felt like I was cheating the gameplay by yeah. doing that. Like I wanted to master the rest of that. So I was stubborn and for the most part I did it my way. But um, it does give the game a whole different layer of playability. Now people who are amazing at games like this, they're still going to be like, eh, you know, it's boring, repetitive play. And I may feel that way by chapter six or seven. But early on where I'm up to, like I was having a great time. I was getting frustrated, but it felt so good to get through those large waves of enemies and have your health yeah. intact. The story is quite good as well. Yes. I would mm-hmm. say. It's yeah, interesting. it's it's really a really really solid launch title, like, mm. um, and I feel like it's quite violent, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> I feel like critically, <laughs> like they're reviewing the game kind of against the great expanse of all the 360 stuff and all that out there. If you look at the game as you know a launch title against other launch titles on the one and the PS4, I really feel like it's one of the premier ones out there. And I think got a little lost in that shuffle. I mean, it is very God of War-like, so I don't know why people compare it so unfavorably to it, critically. Most people who've played the game mm. really speak very highly of it, and I agree. I'm totally on that boat. Cool. Cool. So are you still with us, Jay? Jay. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> um, <laughs> now you know how we feel I every other podcast. I went and made myself a drink, and uh, now... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I was listening with rapt attention. Yeah, change your sweatpants. Because no, you're getting no, uh, one I'm... for Titanfall, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. There may, there may be yeah. some shenanigans involved in, in passing passing that off on the wife, figuring out how to make it so she's on board with me doing that. But I'll, that that's my problem, and I will handle that. Um, <laughs> as long as on March 11th or March 12th at midnight or whatever it is. We're playing Titanfall. It's all good. All right. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Peer pressure me a little more. I'm gonna. Poor Rich has to wait till March 13th. I'm gonna be sitting yeah, there like. So guess what good. I'm doing? You can practice. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna schedule a podcast for March 12th just so I can't play. Hang I'm on. Thinking. They're not even region locked to these games anymore. No, oh, they're not. So, so guess Rich, you're, you're planning an American one. <laughs> <laughs> so Rich, if you order it, oh my gosh, you're 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 working some shenanigans now, aren't you? <laughs> Surely there's um, a lovely American out there that wants to gift me via airmail um, a new copy of Titanfall. The day it releases in the states, so I could have. How long does airmail take? It probably takes three days anyway, doesn't it? If, yeah, yeah it probably, probably takes him. But see now, don't isn't it sad that there's no that I don't think there's going to be a, a like a, a digital release at the same time. Oh, I see. That's a good point. Actually, because I, mean, I could create a US it, account. And, yeah, if there is. Oh. All right, well, well, we'll get there when we get there. But Jay, yeah. what'd you play? Um, I played a bunch of stuff. Again. I know, Rich, you talked about your kind of. Growth in your TA score and how you've been banging it out. Um, I just checked. I'm on a 23 day achievement streak. It is my longest streak ever. I've popped 114 achievements, which is over over double what my longest streak was as far as achievement poppage, um, which has brought me up almost 4,000 TA score since uh, January 22nd. Or no, January. Yeah, January 22nd. So. I've had a pretty long streak going, which is kind of awesome. But uh, Very nice. that yeah, streak definitely. started 
um, with the orange box. I was playing that for our achievement challenge, which we'll talk about in a bit. So um, I popped a couple of achievements there that I hadn't gotten yet. Then I moved on to Brothers, uh, Tale of Two Sons, which I honestly found it very meh. I, I know it's a game that's very artistic, and in theory it's something I should really like. But I just I couldn't really get into it. Um, the control scheme. Um, quick reminder: that was from Summer of Arcade last year, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, which I think I got it on sale. It was on sale towards the end of the year. Um, but the the interesting thing, and if you've read any reviews about it, this is probably one of the first things they mention, is that um, it's basically you use your two sticks. The left stick controls one brother. The right stick controls the other brother, and you have to make the brothers work together to solve challenges and puzzles and stuff. And there are times when you actually have to fight the control scheme to get it to do what you want, which is frustrating. Um, the story is good, but I was... I, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't really... It didn't really hit me the way I kind of expected it to. I don't know if it got built up too much. Uh, but basically the brothers are going on a quest to find uh, this medicine to heal their sick father. And I just couldn't really get into it. Um, on the flip side, right after that, I started playing Call of Juarez Gunslinger, which is incredible. It's one of the best arcade games I've played in a long, long time. And I, I spoke about this with Michelle a little bit, but it's got a great campaign. Uh, the campaign's about 10 hours or so, I think. It's a first-person shooter. Um, it it's it's wonderful. It's very sharp. It's got a really neat art style. Um, some really solid gameplay mechanics. Uh, it's told from like the perspective of an unreliable narrator. So basically, this guy is telling stories of his past to a group of people in a saloon in the early 1900s. So basically, he's reminiscing about the old west, and the other characters who he's telling the story to will oftentimes chime in with their renditions or their thoughts about how this thing happened. And you play through these fictionalized accounts before he finally takes a step back and goes, that's not how it happened at all. This is how it really happened. <laughs> so you play through the segment again with all these other factors involved. So it, it was really cool. And then uh, in addition to the story campaign, there's also an arcade mode, which is very true to the true sense of an arcade mode where you're basically running through these levels, trying to get a high score and, and it's great. And then, the third mode they have, so if you're counting, which helps, there are three distinct modes in this downloadable arcade title. Um, the third mode is a dual mode where uh, basically it's like going through all the bosses that you fight uh, in the campaign and having to duel them again uh, in like pistols at high noon style. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, I can't recommend the game highly enough. It's We're going to feature it as an Easter egg down the line. Because it's absolutely a game I'd say everyone should play. The achievements in it are really good, too. Uh, I'm going to try and pull up the achievement list here real quick. High ratio. Yeah, there's some really yeah, high ratio achievements. Very high ratio. Um, and the thing is, they're high ratio, but they aren't exactly that difficult. Uh, I think the two biggest ratio ones are completing the story on True West difficulty, which is the toughest difficulty, and it removes a lot of your, like, heads-up display, and basically your crosshairs are gone, so you're basically just fighting it out gunslinger style at the hardest difficulty, which is it was tough, but it, after playing through it a couple of times, it wasn't terribly tough. Uh, and then the one achievement in the game that I don't have, that I probably won't go back for, is 
getting all of the arcade mode stars. And to do that, you need to get three stars on each of these arcade missions, which to do that, you've got to really crank through the missions quite a bit, learn the ins and outs of them, and really get good at the mechanic. So it's a big time sink to get good enough to unlock all those. It has a ratio of 4.18, so it's it's a pretty tough achievement. But I, I really recommend it. It's a great game. Um, part and parcel, uh, all of the achievements totaled up uh, give it a TA score of 855, so it's a pretty heavy hitter there. Uh, that's high for an arcade. Yeah, it yeah, really that's high is. for an arcade. Uh, I'm sit- I'm sitting at a 751 uh, with it, which I think is pretty awesome. It's probably my highest ratioed arcade game, um, so it's great. Uh, I- I've been playing a lot of arcade stuff because I looked at the rest of my list. Uh, I played through Iron Brigade, which was Games with Gold a couple of months ago. It's really good. Uh, I typically enjoy tower defense games, and this was a really great mix of tower defense plus running around in a mech and shooting things, so it was very good. Uh, I'm going to try and get some multiplayer sessions together so I can finish it out, uh, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, it didn't quite have the trademark humor that you would expect out of Double Fine. Uh, it had some some cheekiness to it, but it wasn't a very quote-unquote funny game, but it, it was really fun, so I recommend that. Uh, I also played The Wolf Among Us, Episode 1. Uh, again, I actually mentioned this in my... Um, on my homepage and had a small discussion in the thread that I didn't particularly enjoy it. It was very take it or leave it to me uh, in comparison to The Walking Dead, which uh, I think Sasha Morning, if you're around the site, you probably recognize the name. He felt it was kind of unfair to compare uh, The Walking Dead to The Wolf Among Us. And in some ways I agree with that, but in other ways I feel like there's going to be an inevitable comparison when Telltale does a new story. So, it's going to happen when they put out Game of Thrones. It's going to happen when they put out Tales from the Borderlands. That they're all going to be compared to The Walking Dead because they really broke the mold with The Walking Dead. Is kind of where they made their fame. And when they're doing games in a similar style, I feel like comparisons are inevitable, whether they're fair or not. Um, so I, I prefer The Walking Dead over The Wolf Among Us. I actually found some more technical challenges, technical glitches in The Wolf Among Us. I just didn't feel it was as smooth as The Walking Dead, so... It, I'm sure people really enjoy it, and kudos to them. It's If you like Fit the Fables uh, graphic novel, you probably love the game. So that is what it is. Um, I started Tomb Raider today, which is... I'm enjoying that so far. Ooh. I only played about 90 minutes of it this afternoon. Um, I've only popped like one or two achievements in it. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. It is really tight at the start. Really That's tight. what I noticed. When I played it for like an hour... And I hadn't popped any achievements. I, I was like, "Yeah, that I hate that." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, just give me something. Yeah, just like you survive. I mean, you, um, you survived the introduction. They, I was like, oh, I expected an achievement for you know making it out of the introduction, but nothing. So, oh, that's such a problem, though. <laughs> like, tumor, I haven't played the campaign, but when we play games and we automatically think, "Oh, a chapter ended," I should get an achievement. It's like. I hate feeling let down by not getting an achievement when I just played an amazing chapter. Yeah, of the game. definitely. Yeah, uh, we're so conditioned. Yeah, and in comparison to Fable Anniversary, which I just completed that game today, so Ooh, did I you? popped all the achievements. Uh, wow. Yeah, I popped all the achievements in it. Um, I basically I wow. wrote the review last night. Um, we were recording on Thursday, February thirteenth. So I wrote the review last night, the first draft of it. Finished it up this morning. Got it posted this morning and popped the game back in and popped all the achievements I hadn't gotten. So it it took me about 30-some hours to play through the game once and pop all of the achievements. And 
it's exactly what you'd expect. Feel free to read the review. We'll talk about it a little bit more later, I think. Um, but my sense of it is, if you are like me and really enjoyed the first Fable on the Xbox, you should by all means buy Fable Anniversary. You will enjoy it. Uh, on the same token, it has a lot of the same technical drawbacks that the original version had. Um, it did lock up my 360 several times. Embarrassing. Uh, the camera does have some pretty wonky issues. Uh, target locking can be spotty. Um, the facial animations didn't... They still just don't quite look right. I know it's an HD remake, but it just didn't quite jive. Uh, and then there's this really jarring separation between the end of what was the main game and the beginning of the Lost Chapters content. Uh, it kind of needed some space to breathe because there's a very clear break between... And you can tell when primary development ended on that game and when you're actually playing the DLC stuff. So in this day and age, it wouldn't be a big deal because we'd be waiting a couple weeks, maybe a month or two, and then DLC comes out and play this DLC and you go to this whole new region. Yeah. But when it's all kind of lumped together in a game, um, you, you take down the big bad boss and then all of a sudden, hey, there's this new quest that you need to do all this new weird random stuff and you go to a brand new area. Um, but it's a, it's an enjoyable experience. I give it a four. Um I think that's probably pretty much where I'd sit with it. If we had the wiggle room, I'd probably give it like a three seven five. But again, we're splitting hairs at that point. Um, <laughs> so definitely read the review. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've actually got some things in the works with Lionhead Studios, so keep your eyes on the site. It's a tease. Might have something special coming from them. Um, and then we did some singularity boosting. So Em already talked about that, but... We're working on the multiplayer there. I have dubbed myself Killer of the Randoms. So if, someone, <laughs> if someone randomly jumps into our boosting session, I make it my mission to go hunt them down because I already have all of the achievements for killing a certain number of enemies with each creature type and getting all the soldier achievements. So basically all I need are matches played and wins. So I'm standing around kind of helping everybody. But the minute a random pops in, I'm like, oh, got to go kill the random. And I just make it my mission hey. to go kill the random. I'm so setting my alarm for three o'clock. <laughs> what's really horrible though is so this random jumps in and oftentimes they're level one people so these aren't people who played the game a lot and are just like oh thank god someone's playing it these are people who just jumped in randomly to see and we're all like oh god this guy's trying to legitimately enjoy the game and we're upset with him no here's the thing i'm actually providing him a legitimate experience you are you are i just think it's funny like our, our whole culture about that we're like oh man this guy's he's he's actually just he's playing the game the way it was intended to be played and <laughs> i'm, and I'm crushing him i'm crushing him jace he's not even exaggerating there like he really like we'd all be like hey there's this guy that just jumped in i got it and i mean he's a lot more colorful than i got it when he's actually playing in the session i think um, <laughs> since singularity takes place in russia i i'm fond of quoting ivan drago and be like i must break you and in soviet <laughs> russia game boost you and it's it's much funnier. I've never heard drinking. those at the sessions, but okay. <laughs> oh, I broke out. Yeah. I broke out some Yakov Shmirnov in our last. Yes, one. you did. You did. That was fun. You did. Um, so, that was a good time. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. So it's good times. Um, let's go ahead and jump on into some news. Uh, we've got quite a bit of news to cover. Some of it is site specific. Some of it is games related, and some of it is industry related. So we're gonna have a nice little Neapolitan ice cream of news here where it's all delicious but <laughs> different flavored. Uh, let's start with the Winter Olympics. Uh, I know I mentioned Yay. I've got the Winter Olympics on mute. We're on my TV in front of me right now. Um, and I love it. It's great. 
And it's not the real thing. We got the, the real <laughs> thing is happening on TrueAchievements.com. Yes, the TA Winter Olympics. It's the only thing anyone really cares about. <laughs> exactly. It's the only one people care about. So uh, <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, will be well underway in our Winter Olympics. Uh, we do have several different events that are happening. So uh, I know the big ones that kind of people are focusing on are the uh, five thousand meter long track speed skating, which is the number of achievements won during the duration of the event. So we still have over a week Correct. left in that. And uh, Deranged Asylum, he's crushing it. He's doing a uh, he's doing English yeah. proud there. He's got seven hundred and seventy eight achievements, uh, but he does have competition in the fifty kilometer cross country skiing event, which is the total true achievement yeah, points. Yeah, it's very won. tight. He's uh, still at the top of the list with uh, 18,380, but just below him is the Trench, who has 18,015. Uh, and then it's a pretty, pretty big drop. And on he's. Um, Deranged Asylum has already shot his bolt by um, playing Fallout 3 PC oh. early doors to get straight oh. up the leaderboard. So uh, there is potential for other people to catch up with it. I think there's about 100 achievements including the DLC, isn't there? So that's, that's a big old uh, it's a big old wedge of achievements you can get in probably under half an hour, I believe, probably, if, you're, yeah. uh, if you're using the For the PC. console command? Yeah, the console command. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as it's 72 times typing the same thing, so if you're going at wow. however many words per minute, you can kind of approximate how long it'll take, but yeah, less than a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the other uh, uh, event that is being consistently tracked is the uh, highest single true achievement ratio achievement earned during the TA Olympics. So right now, <laughs> Bongo Holly <laughs> has a popped an <laughs> achievement that is worth 37.89 TA ratio. And uh, Phoenix Suns one fan, I'm sure I'm not saying that how he wants it to be said, uh, but they've popped <laughs> the same achievement. It is uh, collect them all in NBA 2K14 on the Xbox One. Um, but that is a ratio of 37.89. I'm yeah. now feeling compelled to click and find out exactly what this achievement That's has. That's exactly what I did yeah, when I no, saw it. And the, solution is, the solution is um, brilliant because the solution starts, man. This, this is, is going to be, be a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> 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 uh, and actually, Phoenix Suns yeah, wrote, actually wrote the, uh, wrote the solution for that. Um, but it, the, the so achievement has you... Nightmare. It's a nightmare he's done. Yeah. The achievement has you complete the... 2013-2014 NBA collection in my team. So that that is a pain. Um, I, I'm not surprised that has a ridiculous ratio at this point. Um, but there's a huge drop-off after that achievement. The, the next one is from GoTribe23186, uh, who popped the Go for Bronze in Microsoft Minesweeper uh, for the Windows 8, which has a 17.68 uh, ratio. Um, and then pretty much it's the teens down after that. So it's a pretty cool, uh, yeah. pretty cool contest going on. Um, taking a look at the leaderboards right this now. This is an interesting leaderboard to keep an eye an eye on as well because um, obviously the ratios fluctuate. And and the thing is, you're you're effectively stamping this achievement as the one to go for when you're at the top of that board, and that in itself means everyone else will go for it, which will reduce the ratio. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like self-fulfilling prophecy. It's almost like you want to save one that no one's got yet till right. the last day. It's, everyone um, smells the fresh blood, There's tactics man. going on. Yeah. It should, but I should point out also there's two uh, single-day events 
um, which are just for achievements one and one for true achievement score and over a 24 hour period. And they're starting uh, in two days and eight days respectively. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a good, good turnout. 2000 people registered to, to get involved. Um, there are regional leaderboards as well. So you can see how your region is coping. Uh, there's been a few people asking, why have we not done this country? Uh, in exactly the same format as the Olympics would be. So the US would be one region and uh, the UK would be another, or GB rather would mm-hmm. be another. Um, the reason we split the US, and to be fair, when I when I did it like this, I didn't realise that England would be so far uh-huh. ahead. But, um, sure you did we'd have Rich. done it the other way. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a lie. Um, uh, if we'd have done it the other way, the US would be so ridiculously far ahead that... Um, uh, it would be a walkover, but uh, it's gone exactly the same way by doing it the way I've done it. So I might add in the official leaderboards uh, at some point later in the week um, based on the, the, the real um, Winter Olympic country groupings mm-hmm. uh, just to see what that is. And I'm going to try and add in some extra stats. So we'll try and do um, average player score by region and how many players are in each region as well. So just to give a bit more info right. um, on all this. But yeah, general feedback's been a lot of fun. There's um, a lot of people enjoying enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's been it's been. A yeah, good and I think out. too we have to give a lot of thanks to um, to Jesse, um, Chad, and Jesse in the community events team who spent a good deal of time uh, going through different events and posing different options for what we can do before they were parred down to these, and um, and that's what we wound mm. up seeing. And they they definitely deserve a lot of credit for. I mean, obviously, Rich, I know you did all the coding and all that, so I'm not taking away from all the stuff you did. Yes, well, I wasn't going to say. Anything, but... <laughs> um, but really, it's it's terrific work to get that together, and um, and you know, make sure we have something fun and engaging for people around the site to do. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things around the site to do, uh, let's talk about true trophies here for a hot second, because as I'm sure many of you are aware. We have a sister site, which focuses on the Sony-style stuff, so PS3, PS4, Vita, all that goodness, and we are recruiting. We're looking for staff, volunteer staff, to help fill the ranks over at True Trophies. So uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you probably have an Xbox, but if you also uh, have a PlayStation, uh, you might want to click over to True Trophies. Check that out, because we are recruiting news hounds uh, to write general news, also to write reviews and features, uh, which is kind of the thing I, I take under my wing over on the site, uh, True Achievements. We're also looking for a walkthroughs team, an investigations team, and everyone's favorite, the moderation team. <laughs> so be sure to click over to True Trophies, uh, check out what you need to do to apply for those positions, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Rich because I'm sure you have more to say than just the general bits and bolts there. Yeah, it's worth pointing out that um, although True Achieve- uh, this podcast is obviously going to mainly xbox focused gamers i know there was a lot of people that said they were going to be switching to um, ps4s and in, uh, in the next gen if you are one of those people and your gaming is going to be primarily playstation focused then that's the type of person we're looking for we're looking for enthusiastic playstation gamers the two trophies were set up with the, by a lot of hard work by um the teams that already existed on ta so there, there's a lot of xbox gamers that um have, have got two trophies off the ground really um, and now it's off the ground. We've set it free, um, and we want PlayStation enthusiasts to take it from right. here. Really, we, um, we've we've done our we've done our bit. Right. <laughs> we want people that are PlayStation enthusiasts to to carry it on from here. Yeah, we. I mean, we have to too. Just um, 
you know, it, it takes a lot of people to run TA. I mean, I don't know what the total staff count is, but mm-hmm. it's it's a larger number than I think most people think. Um, and and to do, oh, it's over eighty. I yeah, think. it's it's huge. And and to do the right thing by true trophies, we can't take that eighty and suddenly double the work and make them do all that. So it's it's to make sure that that site gets all the same love and attention and and detail that true trophies or true achievements. I just said a trophies um, gets so. You know, so that when somebody comes, if you're primarily a PlayStation gamer, you're going to feel like you're getting the full TA experience on that. So we really need those PlayStation enthusiasts to come and, and help us make that site grow. Yes. So click on over. Um, it's truetrophies.com. Check it out. Um, if you are not a, a PlayStation gamer, but you know a PlayStation gamer, be sure to tell a friend because it's a really cool site. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you love true achievements. So make sure you spread the true love. <laughs> true love tomorrow's valentine's day um, <laughs> nice over to the sony side as well uh it back over on true achievements though we did have some site updates the first one was uh, we have new game page views and filters uh so rich you posted this up about a week and a half ago why don't you tell us about the changes that have been made here Sure. So um, we published a new story a few weeks ago um, detailing the new achievement flag system that we put in place. Um, As anyone that's looked at TA over the years will know, we flag achievements. The Game Info team do an amazing job. They flag achievements um, based on what's required to get them. So if they're online achievements, if they're single-player achievements, if they're collectibles if they're cumulative, et cetera, et cetera. There are now 33 different flags that can be applied um, to any particular achievement. Uh, And in fact, it's even more complex than that because some of those flags, when combined with other flags, create synergies that mean specific things. There is um, a new story up on the site that explains all this and links through to the flag info page, which tells you all of the synergies, gives you examples for every single flag type. Um, And the idea is that those flags should make it a lot easier for you to decide what achievements to go for in a game. You can see straight away if there are unobtainable achievements in the game, etc., etc. Um, and so based on the, the work that um, has been gone into these flags, I have written a new way of filtering the um, achievement list. So you can go to a game now, there's a view button. When you click on the view button, you will see um, a pop-up appear which will allow you to change between um, the image view, which is the standard view, the view that you're used to seeing on xbox.com which shows you the achievement information um the the pick for the achievement the description when you want it etc etc it's a standard view Uh, or you can switch to list view which has everything uh, in a table format it's much smaller um you can choose the sorting in list view you can click on the column headers to sort um but now also in addition to all this you can choose the flags that you want to see. So if you want to see all of the offline achievements in a game, you can tick on the offline flag um, and then click on apply and it will filter out all of those achievements for you to see. Um, And you can also combine flags. So if you want to look at all the uh, online achievements that are buggy, you click on both of those things and you click on and... There's a, there's a boolean join at the bottom. I'm getting vaguely technical here, um, which means that you will see flat, uh, only achievements that match the flags that you tick, uh, but it needs to match both of the flags that you tick. Um, so, yeah, a lot of work's gone into this, um, and it's really just to make it easier for you to, to, to find the achievements in each game and see what, what type they are. Um, 
And in list view, if you filter, you can then see the total amount of TA um, for the achievements that you've selected. So if you wanted to find how much um, TA you're going to miss out on by not being able to get the unobtainable achievements, you can choose the unobtainables, put it in list view, and it will total all those up for you. Um, and yeah, the general feedback's been really good on this stuff. So um, there's one other development that we're likely to do soon, which is to allow you to exclude any of the flag types that you choose. So you could look at the entire achievement lists, um, excluding any online achievements, for example. Uh, and that's coming soon. So um, I want to thank GI for all their hard work in setting up the flags. Um, we are going to reopen submissions for flags in the not-too-distant future um, to allow the community to set their own flags. But for the time being, they're going. the GI team are going through the 3,000-odd games on the site, literally every single one, <laughs> reflagging them uh, with the new flag. So uh, a lot of love for those guys. Um, a lot of hard work is going into that. So thank you, GI team. And um, yeah, um, I hope you enjoy the new feature. Huzzah! <clears throat> um, there's really no good transition. I'm failing in my segue skills here because the next story was probably one of the biggest news stories to hit the site. Um, it's actually... Huge news, but many gamers might not have realized just how big of news this is. Uh, so back at uh, the end of January, Microsoft actually purchased the Gears of War franchise from Epic. So Microsoft had always been the sole publisher. It had been a console exclusive. But now Microsoft actually owns uh, the Gears of War IP. They purchased it from Epic, and they will now be the sole people making Gears of War. Uh, so they're trusting that to Black Tusk Studios, who are up in Vancouver. And Black Tusk already went ahead with Microsoft and brought back Rod Ferguson, who had spent pretty much a lot of a lot of his professional career shipping Gears of War games for Epic. So more recently, he uh, was one of the guys who helped get Bioshock Infinite out the door. And then he was at 2K working on some secret stuff for a while. But they've actually brought him back into the Microsoft fold. So he's now going to be working with the team up at Black Tusk. Uh, to lead that franchise, and we're going to get more Gears of War for the Xbox One. So it's a pretty huge deal. Um, Michelle, I know you're a huge Gears person. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, we're getting more Gears of War, Microsoft is going to be making it? Um, well, I mean, on one hand, it's not surprising, because that's their, you know, you think of Microsoft and their big um, original franchises, and you think of Halo, of course, immediately. But Gears of War... Um, comes right up there. And that's, of course, why they acquired the IP, because the last thing you want when somebody associates that with your console is for it to suddenly appear elsewhere. Um, but I, I have to be honest, the whole concept of judgment still leaves kind of a weird taste in my mouth. Like, I'm just, you know, I'll wait and see what they do. If this was Gears 3 was the last thing we had, and then they announced this, I'd be super pumped for it. Like, all right, more Gears, it's coming to the Xbox One. But the way judgment was handled, I'm a little more... I, you know, I don't know how helpful that was to the franchise to have that out there. So I'm excited. I definitely want to see what they're going to do. And of course I'll get it. You know, I, I hope they don't release an Xbox one that's branded with Gears of War. Cause I'll wind up wanting to get that too. And, and that's just not very bright. Um, but yeah, when it happens, you know, I'm excited. I'm glad they brought Rod Ferguson on board. Someone who's very familiar with the franchise and, you know, probably has a sense of where the world would go. So I'm looking forward to what they do. I'm not surprised that this happened when all was said and done, though. Yeah, I, I kind of I think it's interesting you brought up judgment because that was a really common theme through the threads there. And I think it it I don't know how important it is to note, 
But Judgment pretty much happened after a lot of the team that made Gears 1 through 3 stopped working on Gears. Uh, so I, I kind of want to give the franchise a mulligan on Judgment. Um, I haven't played it yet. It's been on kind of my to-play when I see it on sale list. Uh, but I really want to see what they're going to do up there. Like, first and foremost, are they going to release some sort of trilogy for the Xbox One? Like, do super specced out versions of Gears 1 through 3, put it out on the Xbox One to buy them time to make the next Gears game? Or are they just going to jump right into the next Gears game? Like, that's what I want to see what they're doing. Uh, so I know, uh, uh, trying to get, find the guy's name, Hunter Lemke uh, is the general manager up at Black Tusk. He said they're going to be sharing more news about Gears of War later this year. So I would assume that's going to be E3. They'll probably have some sort of a teaser of some sort, and we probably won't see much of a game until 2015, I would imagine. But I, I really want to know what they're doing. Because like, it, it could go a tons of different directions. Um, but I think it's nice that we're going to continue to see Gears of War. Right. Uh, it's not going away. Um, but I'm also yeah, concerned and I think, a little. I mean, I think to go with what you said, it, it is true that Judgment was made largely by not the Gears of War team. Because the Gears of War team who had worked on the franchise said, you know, the, the Delta Squad story is over. We're done with that. We've explored that. And then they released the game about Delta Squad. Um, or, or portions of it. So I think that we'll really be able to see with some of the folks who had been involved previously, we'll really be able to see where they intended it to go. Because if it's a game on like the Pendulum Wars, things that kind of explain the history of the world, I'd totally buy into that. Um, I think I was just a little gears burned out when Judgment came. It just wasn't the right time. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm more than happy to wait and see what they do. Rich, do you have any thoughts? I, I don't think you're a big gears guy, but uh, what are your thoughts here? Um, I've played one to three. Um... But I haven't picked up Judgment. Uh, I look. I, I love a. I love a big shooter. Um, I look forward to a new, a, a semi-new franchise on the Xbox One. I, I would definitely buy it. I, I just feel anything Xbox One. I want has <laughs> been a bit of a dearth. <laughs> I got my console and I got. I bought a whole load of games, and they've all sort of been played now. And I just want more content. So. Give me anything. Give me. Give me remakes of Gears One to Three. Give me new Gears. Give me. Just give me anything. Give me a Rich is hungry stuff. for a game, um, which I think you you will have games coming soon, Rich. Because I was looking over the release list, so you're gonna have stuff to play coming here real soon. Yeah, um, it's gonna be it's getting better. It's, it's getting, getting better. better. Um, speaking of getting better, the Xbox One system is gonna have some updates coming soon. Uh, a lot of the things that I know, Michelle, you wrote a, a very nice TA top five about the top five things we wanted to see fixed about the Xbox One, and it seems that Microsoft is gonna be fixing some of those. Uh, but first week of February, they kind of released a list of some of the things they're working on that will be included in the next system update. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that since you uh, took the time to write up that story? Um, so Microsoft announced they were doing two, um, well, they're doing many updates, but they are doing two big updates that they detailed at this time. Um, one was a February update that was um, for addressing issues related to storage space management, um, which honestly, when I wrote the top five, wasn't something I included. And it's it's a huge, huge thing. It's just that I'm not one of those folks that's anywhere near capacity on my Xbox. I, you know, I have uh, two retail games and two arcade games. So it's just not something that came to me. Um, also, we'll let you see the battery life indicator on the um, – <clears throat> It'll let you see the battery life indicator on your controller. So this is a big improvement. This is something that really 
needed to happen. And that update was supposed to go live. So again, we're recording on Thursday, February 13th. It was supposed to go live on Tuesday, February 11th and did not. Um, hopefully by the time this is posted, it will be live because it's supposed to be live sometime this week, which means we should see it by tomorrow. Um, then Microsoft detailed a second update that would be coming on March 11th or March 4th. I'm sorry, a week ahead of the Titanfall release. Uh, that was built to address the multiplayer issues and the chat issues. And this is something I did note in the article and many people have. Um, so they confirmed that they will be making it so that party chat is turned on by default. Yay. Yay. They no longer need to approve that is the most party chat when I say that I've ever seen. I can't yeah, cause there's a lot of stuff where I go, okay, it was it's a coding thing or you know, don't forget how much they had to change in the Xbox One's interface within months of announcement because they had to backpedal on so many yeah. things. So some of it makes sense. I can't figure this one out. No. Cannot, but it's not going to be an issue anymore. Good. Um they're also uh, making so you can chat with friends across different games. Um you it's been difficult to do that. Usually if you're in multiplayer in one game, you're going to have to only play it or you can only chat with people in that game. So that's being fixed. Um, they're adding an invite friends to game option, which is it's, it's another one of those things that's been so streamlined, streamlined on the 360. Why did we lose it on the one? But we're getting it back. And they've also added recent players. Um, which, as I'm sure most listeners know, if you're on the 360, you have a, a tab on your uh, um guide that says recent players and you'll be able to um you know contact those people add them to your game invite them to your party um and now they will be able to talk to you right away because party chat will be turned on um and these (laughs) these updates are all built with titanfall in mind um you know it's the next it's the next big thing we hope um and that will be out on march 11th so we'll have about a week to play with these new features and um, you know, a lot of the comments on the article were sort of like, well, thank you for finally giving us what we have on the 360. Um, so now we can start seeing what's new and beyond that. And Microsoft has promised this is just the beginning. They're going to be rolling out many more um, updates. So obviously we look forward to that. And I, I think they've, they've started in the right place. These were two really big issues that seem simple to address. Um, they generate, for a change, positive publicity. Because, hey, you're listening to people, and these are positive changes that people want to see. Um, and, of course, we'll, we'll keep monitoring, you know, as it goes on, the details. They keep promising more details. I, I think with this February 11th update, actually, there's supposed to be um, updates also to, like, connect somehow, maybe how it functions. So there's other um, more hardware-based updates that they didn't really detail. So there, there's a ton more coming, but this is a great start. Cool. I'm looking forward to downloading massive patches and updates when I get my Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the the day one patch wasn't, although it was massive, it was very fast. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if with the 360, if they sort of throttle the maximum download speed you get on it, because stuff downloads on the 360 so slowly, but the one moves significantly faster. So you'll get some games, like I know one of the kind of quick hit articles this month is that uh, Dead Rising got a 16 gig update. Um, which is obnoxious, but it doesn't take that long for it to actually hit your console. Yeah, I think that ties nicely into kind of our next story, which is the Games with Gold titles for February. So uh, it'll probably be gone by the time you hear this, but Dead Island uh, was the first through the 15th game, uh, which I downloaded, and I want to say it was like five or six gigabytes. And I think it's not even. It's like four. It's, It's a small game. But it still took me... 
over an hour, maybe longer than that, to download that game. Now, I know I don't, I haven't purchased like the super duper mega fast internet in my apartment here, but I've got like the mid range internet, which is a pretty good download and upload speed. And it still took a long time to uh, get that game downloaded. Um, That's a lot of data. Yeah, it's a lot of data. You know, I don't think I don't think an hour is too bad for that. Yeah. Um, and then the game that's available on the 16th through the 28th, so you only have 12 days to get it. Uh, Toy Soldiers Cold War uh, is going to be the other February title. Uh, have either of you, Michelle? You've ranted about Dead Island before, if I'm correct. Yes, maybe just a little bit. Is this a game that I should even play, or should I just leave it on my hard drive and like forget about it for forever? If you're asking me and just me, I'm going to tell you to do the latter. I did not like my Dead Island. Um, if you have a group of people to play with, that makes almost everything tolerable. So if you find three people to go through the game with, even though there are issues attached to that too, at least you have the stories of going through the game together. And, and you'll laugh and you'll enjoy and whatever else. Um, I didn't like the game at all. I know many people who defend it and who felt it was, you know, really top-notch level. Um, I felt it was glitchy. Uh, you know, we played our first night and we got up to around level 10 and two of the four people that had played lost their save data. Um, so they had to start over and meet us again at level 10. Um, we had glitches with the DLC. With We had some issues with the waves. I don't remember exactly at this point. Um, graphical issues. Cars would just disappear. Um, the game isn't constructed very well in some ways, so you might get stuck on one part of the island and your party is all the way on the other side of the island, but you can't fast travel unless you're standing right next to your party, so you have to walk all the way across the island to get to your teammates. Um, so I, I didn't like it, and I would say leave it alone. But if you have three good people to play with, maybe worth it. Um, also, there are people who did enjoy it. So for whatever reasons, you need to seek them out and hear what they thought about the game. But there are people who really felt like it was one of the one of the best games they had played in that year. So, uh, but it didn't do it for me. Yeah, that kind of sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I because uh, I don't tend to play games with with people a lot. Gaming's kind of like my my solo getaway to be by myself. Um, that's changing a little, but it's still eh, that doesn't sound fun at all. Um, the people I spoke to actually who do defend the game though, mostly actually played on their own and they didn't run into as many of the technical issues as we ran into, which I think really did impact our enjoyment of the game. So, um, there may be something to be said about playing it mostly by yourself and maybe just immersing yourself into the environment of, uh, Benoit and all that will, will actually enhance the game in ways that playing it with other people's, uh, people detracted hmm. from it. All right. Uh, Rich, did you play Dead Island at all? No. Um... I will probably, if I remember to do it tomorrow. In fact, if one of you could remind me tomorrow just to download this, that would be really great. I think I've managed to download one game of game with gold so far because I just keep forgetting. Um, well, don't don't forget. Even right now, you can go on your computer and just go to Xbox.com. Oh yeah, and of course it. you can. I should do that. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, later. so you don't need to wait. Yeah, just just do it as soon as you are able to. Um, I was just going to say, don't you think it's weird the games with gold? games that they've chosen to release there's been how many zombie games there's been like four zombie games and like four <laughs> tower defense games huh i think huh they did dead rising That's dead rising case zero right. dead island i think there was another right. one <laughs> and then they i think this is the second toy soldiers game and they did the one that you were talking about jay um last month oh yeah trench which was tower or, defense uh, iron brigade 
Yeah, Iron Brigade. That's Tower Defense, isn't it? Yes. So they're very similar games that they bring they're bringing out on Games with Gold every time. Which yeah, come to think of it, De- I mean, Dead Island's technically an RPG, but they hadn't really released any RPGs, which kind of surprised me. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm totally full of crap, because their first game was Fable 3. Yeah, Fable 3, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what the criteria is for picking games with gold, and they definitely pick games that already have a certain level of popularity to kind of minimize losses. If people already own them, then whatever. How popular was Dead Island? It must have it must have done well off the back of the um, trailer. That trailer was everything about that game. It's the um, best trailer I've seen. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with what that game actually was. I will rant about that trailer forever. I mean, if you look at tracking on... TA. Uh, 79,000. Yeah, I mean, that's a really well-tracked a game lot. on the site. Um, and I don't know how much that number has gone up in the last two that's weeks. That's a very good point. I don't think it's been that substantial. Um, but it, it's and it's generally well-received. I mean, it's got almost a 4 out of 5 overall rating on TA. Um, and that's, uh, I think Singularity is a 3.8. It's actually lower than Dead Island is. That's a travesty. I, I would say. I would say. Alright, um, Let's move on. This is probably the second news story. Uh, there, there were three super huge news stories in this kind of cycle that we're on. Um, this one is probably with the biggest franchise in games in that Activision is assi- has assigned a third studio to work on Call of Duty. So Call of Duty, you'll still get an annual title, but there are now rotating between three studios making games. So I think this is fascinating. The new studio is Sledgehammer Games, who did some work on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. So now we have Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer Games. Each of these studios is going to get three whole years to develop their Call of Duty game. Now, I think this is fascinating because it's going to hopefully lead in an uptick in quality, allow them to experiment a little bit more with the formula. Uh, since they have three studios working on it, they can all maybe go in their own directions again, uh, because Call of Duty is kind of becoming more homogenous is the feedback I'm hearing from a lot of people in that it's delivering the same thing every year, which people like, but it's still just delivering the same thing every year. So I think this is just absolutely fascinating news. I'm so happy Activision did this as much as I, I don't really play Call of Duty, but I think this is an amazing step forward for that franchise. Uh, Rich, I know you're the big Call of Duty guy. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's interesting that this is announced just as we hit Xbox One um, release. So we knew that every time there's a new generation, games take longer to develop, take more manpower because um, because there's more graphics <laughs> and um, people demand more for their money, and they're still. Um, paying the same, well, a small amount more in our case. Uh, that's a very quick question, actually. Are Xbox One games costing the same as Xbox 360 games for you at launch? Yes. Yes. Because we're paying a premium of about £10, so probably 25%. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, on Xbox One games. So, um, anyway, that's by the by. But um, I think three years, The end. they've been using the same engine for... For, I think it's four years now on Call of Duty games. So they need a new engine. That's going to take some development time. Um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. It does give them a chance to branch out. Um, the games, although I love the games, they are very similar every year. Um, and if they do want to take it into a slightly different direction, I mean, I don't know why, because it's still ridiculously successful, but there will come a point where people say, 
you know what? This is getting a bit tedious. I don't know whether sales would were down at all. I don't think they were on um, Ghosts. No, the, I think they were the probably... sales were fine, but I think the critical reception is really leveling off. Um, and, and some gamers are starting to echo that. But I know the critics are getting really tired of the Call of Duty formula, which that's critics. Uh, critics play games all the time. Some people are just Call of Duty gamers and they just play Call of Duty. And they're probably still happy as clams with what's getting put out every year. Yeah, but you have to remember too. For every for every person like me who's played Call of Duty for the last seven years, there are people that are, you know, coming into this. They're just they're just hitting eighteen, so they can buy the game legally, <laughs> and they're starting the series for the first time. There's a whole generation of new people that have not got, you know, there are people coming in that have just bought Xbox One for the first time. Ghosts is the first Call of Duty game they played. They're not going to be tired of the formula because it's the first one. Right. Um, so you know, it's it's a sort of it's an ever evolving. Um, uh, consumer base, isn't it? Effectively, so I don't right. know. Um, people got bored with music games eventually, so yeah. maybe they'll get bored of Call of Duty too. But oh, here's an interesting um, story. I'm going to still enjoy well, it. I just looked at the past couple of Call of Duty titles. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, released in November 2011, on our site has a 3.9 out of five. Call of Duty Black Ops Two, released November 2012, 3.9 out of five. Call of Duty Ghosts, released November 2013. 3.9 out of 5. So there's no, depreci- no depreciation as far as our community goes in satisfaction and quality there. That's really interesting. Um, well, yeah. What, what I thought was interesting, though, and, and knowing how our community typically, the vocal part of the community is critical of the whole annualization of the series and all that. There were a good number of comments in that thread that, oh, this means I have to wait another year for zombies. So as as much as people are upset about there there are elements of the games that they like and they look forward to and so you know every three years they were guaranteed sale well now every three years that's um, interesting isn't it that the side out. game has now become the reason mm-hmm. people buy Call of Duty that was just a tiny little multiplayer add on that first Zombies mode and it's now people that specifically buy the game for that it's really interesting right but I think it's it's really the best possible outcome for this because the studio is getting more time to develop only means a better product yes um and sledgehammer has worked with the call the the third studio now has worked with this franchise before they worked on modern warfare 3 so they're not unfamiliar with the franchise and how things work and the characters and how to do the builds and whatnot so um this just means that they're the ones that got to work with the xbox one development kit exclusively for their for I mean we don't know if it's going to come out on multiple systems we still don't have the exact details other than the 2014 edition of Call of Duty is being developed by Sledgehammer um so you know they've they've been at it for a while clearly and uh, these games generally are quality it's just we don't like seeing the same thing all the time but there's a reason why it happens right. You can't really compare it to music games because they were releasing like seven of those a year. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. That is true. At least we a only totally have totally different thing. Yeah, we only get these once a year. Yep. I'm right. still enjoying it though. I really enjoyed Ghosts. Um, but hey, that's me. Good deal. I'm shallow. <laughs> 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 oh goodness! All right. Well, as much as I hate to end the news section on a downer note, uh, this past week. Um, Warner Brothers Games uh, posted in their forums, their community manager made a post uh, about Batman Arkham Origins. And just to kick this post off, they said, and I'm going to read it verbatim, the team is currently working hard on the upcoming story DLC, and there are currently 
there currently are no plans for releasing another patch to address the issues that have been reported on the forums. If we do move forward with creating a new patch, it will try to address the progression blocking bugs for players. And then it goes on to say minor glitches aren't going to be addressed, issues that aren't progression blockers won't be addressed. So this statement spoke volumes to me. I actually wrote an op-ed about it, so I, I will make my rant here very short. But in this post, they acknowledged that, yes, there are still bugs preventing people from progressing and playing this game. No, we don't care about them enough right now to work on them. We're focused on making more money in the form of DLC. And all the other little problems, yeah, those aren't ever going to be fixed. We're just done with it. We're focused on making DLC. This, to me, is everything that is absolutely terrible and wrong with modern game development. And I realize that DLC is often necessary to uh, create or to make money to help pay for the cost of initial development because it's cheap to produce. You can put a premium on it. People will buy it. But to say we're not going to fix the game you paid $60 for in favor of creating content that you will now pay another $10 to $15 for, that's just horrible business practice. And I'm very proud to say I, I found my copy of Origins um, that I received for Christmas from my sister. I still have the receipt. I went and returned it this week. And I don't ever intend on buying it again uh, because that is terrible business practice. And I hope many gamers take a stand and don't actually buy that DLC. Um, I've said more than my piece at this point. Uh, do the two of you have any thoughts on this development? I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think more and more we do have to warm up to this fact that DLC is is it. The companies are going to develop it and um, you know, they, they, they use that as a way to continue to make money off of their product, and that's fine. But doing DLC at the expense of supporting that initial $60 investment in your title is just bad business practice. That's all it is, because I'm not compelled to buy a DLC, but I've, I've already invested in this this first thing. That should I, ex I accept the fact that it does not work out of the box necessarily. That's the nature of things today. We're used to computers and pushing patches, and that's fine. But... You should deliver a product that works completely. If you need patches, great. But if you're telling me you're foregoing patches to make more money off of me, you're not making anything off of me. I just this 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 staggered me. This whole article. I just think it's not mm -hmm. like it's a new IP as well. It's not like this is you know they they were right. going to be short of cash because the previous games weren't a success. The previous games were huge. You, you know the engine's already made. It's just a bizarre thing. It's a PR disaster as well. Whoever decided to put that statement out is a is a fool. I hope they've lost their job because. It just, uh, it really made me angry, actually. And I thought your piece was perfect, Jay. It really was. It mm. summed it all up. Well, and I think, you know, also going forward, so um, this uh, just this week they announced, or it was revealed on Xbox.com that uh, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, I believe, <clears throat> will be coming to XBLA at some point in the future. Well, who's going to want to buy that? I don't. I might have bought a 10 or $15 Batman arcade game, sure. Um, even though I know it's a different development team, so I'm punishing a different development team by saying I'm not buying your product. The the publisher has told me we're more interested in the dollar than the product. I don't want anything to do with their yeah, product anymore. I, I completely yeah. agree. And I think you said it very well, Michelle, that in this day and age, patches are common. I think most gamers expect, you know, games are getting more and more complicated, especially with the, the generational shift, um, especially when developers had to split time or, or farm out mm -hmm. some development to get it put on both 
old gen and new gen. There are going to be bugs. I think most level-headed gamers expect that, but they also expect that there's a goodwill there that the developer is going to do the best they can to make those bugs go away and fix them. Um, also, I think most level-headed gamers realize that DLC, it's the wave of the now. I mean, most popular games are going to have DLC of some kind um, just because the game's, like, the business end needs it um, to balance books. Uh, so, but it's it leaves me almost without word, the audacity of this. And I think a lot of it is phrasing. Like, there was, there's definitely a better way to phrase this. Uh, the, the the statement was very short. It was buried in a forum, but there should have been a better way to to release that news and make it a bit softer. Uh, let gamers kind of suss out that this is bad news rather than just saying, "Nope, you're not going to get it." Um, but yeah, sh- shame on Warner Brothers for that because it's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's get happy. You guys want to get happy? Sure. Yeah. Let's get, let's get happy. Let's talk about games being delisted. Y- yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll through some uh, quick news stories. So, Zombie Driver HD uh, is set to be delisted. It was supposed to be delisted already, but when I checked earlier this week, the um, page on Xbox.com was still active and it was still for sale. But uh, if you're interested in Zombie Driver HD, you have to have it, and you haven't bought it yet. Do it soon. Uh, because it's probably going away. Uh, next, it's presumably next month's games with because <laughs> it has it has zombies. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think the, the the best news to come out this month is that uh, 2K is putting out two new bundles, and they're four of the best games of the past generation. So these bundles are going to be cheap. They're going to be twenty nine ninety nine each. That um, doesn't include any of the DLC, but still, for thirty bucks, you can have a combo pack that includes Borderlands Two and Dishonored. Or a combo pack that includes Skyrim and Bioshock Infinite. That is an incredible deal. Uh, if if you know somebody who just bought their 360 and does not have these games, this is the gift you need to buy them for their birthday or the next special occasion for which a gift should be given because those games are incredible. There's a lot of hours there. Yeah. A lot of hours. Gosh. Between Skyrim, Skyrim and Borderlands 2 are both heavy hour investment games. Dishonored and Bioshock Infinite are, are, no short, are not short games no. by any stretch. Definitely. But right. these are big award winners that yeah. I think they're must plays on the system. All four. And I didn't really enjoy any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, that's because you're I English. have issues. Yeah, yeah, you do. Is that what it is? I just like Call of Duty and racing games. That's well. I mean, at least you know exactly what to get when you're considering what's available. Yeah, yeah. I, I will still buy them and then put them in and go. I I don't like these games. Why did I buy this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't. I haven't played any of these games, so there might be some value in uh, picking one of these up. I wish it was mixed the other way because um, I'd want Bioshock and like maybe Dishonored or Borderlands too. I'm really not. I'm sorry, not interested in Skyrim. Um, Jay, you are a massive advocate for probably at least three of these four, if not all. <laughs> oh yeah. If um, you had to pick one for someone, oh, which one are you picking? Oh gosh. Um, basically, you're having me pick between my love for Dishonored and my love for Bioshock Infinite. Um, I think okay, Skyrim... Okay, so they've mixed it wrong for yeah. you as well. Well, though. I think Skyrim is a stronger game than Borderlands 2, so that would make me say Bioshock Infinite Skyrim is what you should buy. Plus, okay. Skyrim has a really good DLC. It's a game you can really lose yourself in. I think Borderlands 2 just didn't have that same kind of immersion grab appeal that Skyrim had. Um, on the flip side, like I... 
Dishonored was the more I look back on it, Dishonored was probably one of my games of the generation. Like I really loved that game a lot. Um, so I would recommend that to it's a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, do keep in mind while you're getting a great package, thirty dollars for two games. There's a lot of DLC attached to all of these games, as I recall. And I presume none of these packs come with DLC. No, they do not come right. with DLC. But I think we've reached a point in their life cycle where this DLC goes on sale pretty frequently. Um, yeah, I, feel, I wonder if it, Skyrim I seems to go on sale, sale at least every couple of months. Oh yeah. Um, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, I think the season pass went on sale a while ago, but the new, um, that's another thing that came out is, uh, the second half of Burial at Sea is going to be coming in March. So that's exciting. Um, but Bioshock Infinite has a limited amount of DLC. Dishonored has some amazing DLC, which also goes on sale frequently. Uh, and I would highly recommend that as well. Uh, so yeah, great deals all around. It just know that these games, all of them, if you were buying them for completion purposes, that's your thing. The $30 package does not get you what you need to complete the game. Correct. Um, but still, it's a fantastic value to get those games at that price. Yep. Yeah, effectively, <laughs> that's... So it's 60 bucks for you for a normal game, so you get you can get all four for the price of a normal right, retail absolutely. game. Right, And these Which are all insane, top quality. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would say that $60, it, all four of those games are better than anything new that's been put out recently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do that. Do that. Uh, other quick news items. Uh, Call of Cthulhu has been announced. Uh, the team at Frogwares, who made the Sherlock Holmes point-and-click adventure games, uh, and Focus Interactive, they're bringing this new game called Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so we have some concept art uh, on the site. Uh, no word on whether or not they're being sued by Metallica uh, for the name of that game. Um, let's see. Dead Rising 3, we already mentioned its massive 16 gigabyte update. Uh, other Dead Rising news, the Dead Rising Collection is heading to Europe. Uh, so the Dead Rising Collection is going to include uh, Dead Rising, Dead Rising 2, uh, Dead Rising 2 off the record. Uh, and I believe K-Zero. K-Zero? Yeah. Probably K-Zero. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a pretty good deal if you've never played Dead Rising, if you've been curious, and if you live in Europe. So there's more and more of these sort of um, 360 collections appearing aren't there yeah um which we didn't really see sort of maybe sort of before six months ago and there's more and more of them appearing which is i guess it's a it's a good way for people to make money before um they everyone jump ship to to the new consoles yep um other borderlands 2 news i know we just mentioned it recently are with the bundles is that borderlands 2 is getting a colorblind mode which is absolutely fantastic news uh, for those who have uh vision impairment in the colorblind spectrum I know my best friend uh, is red, green, colorblind, I think. So he was really excited when he found out that um, uh, Gearbox is putting in this mode that will help those who have uh, several different types of colorblindness. So that's some fantastic mm. news there. You've spelled um, color wrong there, by the way, Jack. No, I spelled oh, it right, no. Rich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't start, don't start. <laughs> we had a whole discussion about this in the thread for Roundabout, which is another game that was covered this month. About color versus color. Just so everyone knows, in case there's a question, <laughs> the correct spelling goes with the locality of the author on TS. Yes. Oh, interesting. Is that Unless you're talking okay. about... That's been our rule forever. I'm only employing... Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about uh, Gears of War Judgment, in which case it is oh. Judgment without an E. Um, well, we have to go with, have the, to publisher go with the publisher on that one. one. 
okay. Right, but that that's all old standing since the day when uh, Ziggs was the head of news at TA. So this was a long time ago. Goes with the locality of the yep. author. That sounds yes. fair. Yeah, it's worked out so far. Um, for those of you who are looking to shell out a little bit more money um, to Bethesda Softworks, they are putting out an Imperial Edition for the Elder Scrolls Online, which includes all kinds of stuff, including a mullet ball statue, uh, the Im- Improved Emperor's Guide to Tamriel, which is 224-page illustrated guide, a physical map, steelbook packaging, exclusive digital content, and all that package is going to cost you $99.99. Or you can get the digital content, they're the digital special edition, which doesn't give you any of the swag, for $79.99. Rich, for you, it's going to cost a very special £89, uh, actually £90, for the hard copy edition, and 70 pounds for the digital edition. I'm sure you're going to, as much as you love Skyrim, I'm sure this is going to be a day one purchase for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already tapping away on my pre-order now. Um, just just so you know, our, our exchange rate has got quite strong against yours over the last six months, and that's approximately 150 bucks. So we're paying about 50% more than you now for, for our game content. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> Speaking of ouch, another game is going to be closing. Uh, Team Crossword, which is a Windows 8 game. Servers are going to be closing on that game, so make sure you pop those achievements before the servers go down. Uh, the servers are set to go down uh, at a different time. We don't have the closure date for that. But it's coming! You have six months! I think it's, yeah, six months at least we have a window. Six months to play your yes. Team Crossword games. Is uh, this a free game? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. now I'm interested. Okay. I, I have it, but I, I just still can't adapt to using my laptop as a gaming platform. So yeah, I, I just—I have several Win8 games, mostly free ones, and I just I don't play them. But yeah, I have to get on Team Crossword. You can should join my team, Rich. I think we have achievements for that. Okay, I'd love to do that. Um, we already mentioned it briefly, but uh, Burial at Sea, Episode 2 for Bioshock Infinite. That'll be coming out on March 25th. Uh, so make sure you stay locked in for that. We will have a review um, coming to the site. Uh, so I will probably helm that myself since I reviewed episode one. Uh, but that will give you the chance to play as Elizabeth. So uh, you'll have a brand new crossbow weapon and get to see all kinds of cool stuff from Elizabeth's perspective, which should be really neat. And then the last bit of quick news is another discontinuation. We had a lot. What is with all the sad like delisting, servers closing, no patch support <laughs> Xbox One, news man. that yeah. happened this month. February is already crappy. You're gonna bring us down. Yeah, we got we got new flag filters. Okay, we Come got new on. flag filters. Yeah, Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics. Going on. <laughs> You're just looking at the negative. If TA didn't exist, Xbox gamers oh, would be sad. Look, I'm month. Mr. Positivity. I'm Mr. <laughs> Sunshine, but it's bringing me down a little bit. Um, <laughs> Word of Men, the web version of Word of Men. Is getting discontinued. Uh, so, I actually played that. I think I might have completed. I did that. too. Uh, I think <laughs> I they put well. Wordament on like every possible platform, including iPhone. So one, yeah. one, yeah, Android. Yeah. One way to play that game is no more. All right, that was a lot of news. Um, but let's shift gears and talk about our achievement challenge. So last month, bears scare me. Best game attack I've seen in ages. Yes, Stephen Colbert <laughs> approved. Um, challenged us to pack our bags pre-flight, zero hour, nine a.m. 
and get the little rocket man in the orange box. <laughs> um, so I, I hate to ask, uh, Rich, did you package up the little rocket man and put him in the rocket? I got as far as finding my, I bought a copy of orange box. Do you remember, if you remember back yeah. to last month, I had to buy yeah. a copy of orange box, which I did. I lost that first, um, <laughs> Uh, auction on eBay, and um, I ended up paying about ten bucks for my copy of Orange Box in the end. Uh, but I have got it now, uh, and it's sitting next to my Xbox 360, ready to start. And I have watched a video of how to do this, um, and I'm going to hear some feedback from Jay soon uh, as well. But I am ready to do this, so I have not. I'm not admitting defeat in this yet, but I am yet to start. All right, um, Michelle. Yeah, so when I had a little time at the beginning of, or between the last podcast and now to finally play a campaign, somewhere in my head I went, you should do the orange box. There's an achievement challenge. And as I'm going down alphabetically through my game list and I'm going to letter T, I stopped on S and found Singularity and got completely sidetracked. <laughs> so, oops, um, I didn't make it all the way down to the orange box. Um, but I, I do want to give the achievement challenge a try. I think I will probably try it with cheat codes and all that just to, to do it and say I did it. Uh, cause Bears is also a friend of mine on site. So I, I want to accomplish his achievement challenge. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I did not play it this month. I'm sorry. Jay, you're all Tell worthless us. and How weak you <laughs> <laughs> because I got it. Yay. <laughs> yes. And I thoroughly tolerated every second of doing it. <laughs> I did not have what you would call a quote-unquote fun getting this achievement. Um, oh, so you shouldn't have said that, because now you're putting us off. <laughs> hey, if you would have popped it when I popped it, we'd all be commiserating. Now listen, Rich, we already know <laughs> that he's point. not in the most positive state of mind after talking about this podcast. That's true, so you're not a rare Grain of salt, so... so. Um, Maybe we would have we would have enjoyed it. Did you use cheat codes? Uh, no, I didn't. Ah, uh, no. well, that might be why. Did you use a video? Anything to guide you through it? Um, I read a couple of like guides and just that gave general tips. So for those who don't know, what Little Rocket Man is if you're just joining us. Basically, it is in Half Life Two, Episode Two, near the beginning of the game. You encounter uh, a guard gnome. It looks like the little uh, Travelocity gnome, and you basically have to carry him with you through the pretty much the entirety of the episode, and then close to the very end, you put him into the rocket at the base and you close the door. So basically you carry this gnome for, gosh, I can't remember how long it took me, like four or five hours. And to carry him, you can either pick him up or you can lock onto him with your the gravity gun. And so in any instance where there's combat, you basically need to set him down somewhere safe, kill everything that's around you, and then pick him back up and go. That wasn't hard. I didn't have a problem with that. That was fine. The problem was with the driving. You have to do a lot of driving in episode two, and that gnome does not want to stay in that car. You can't buckle him in. There's no car seat. There's (laughs) no way to get that gnome to stay in that car as you are driving it. You've got to be like driving Miss Daisy to get that gnome to actually stay in there, which means it's faster to pick him up and run to wherever you're going. So I encountered several just pain-in-the-butt challenges of just making sure he was with us the whole time. Uh, in fact, 
I, I eschewed actually using the car as much as possible, and that actually led me to auto-fail at a certain point, and I auto-failed at this certain <laughs> point for like 20 minutes before I realized, oh, I need the car because Alex needs to get in the car with me so that I can progress forward. <laughs> and oh, wow. it was, oh gosh, it was so unfun. So not fun. Um, but the fact that I actually have it now, I put it in my trophy case. So if you go to my gamer page and you look at my, my trophy case, it's in my trophy case because I wear that as like a badge of honor that I stuck <laughs> through for this yeah, incredibly unfun achievement. Um, so bears scare me. Thank you. And Go do something vile to yourself because that was not fun. And I could have been having fun for those four hours. Did you pick up anything else? In Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't I just up, the one. No, it wasn't just the one. Uh, I picked up a couple of different achievements during there. And I kind of figured it out that there were a couple I could get while I was going through it. But I also got the um, payback achievement, which is where you kill a hunter with their own flechettes. Uh, I got the putting on a clinic one where you take down the helicopter without missing a shot. And I got the hot potatoed where you kill <laughs> a combine soldier <laughs> with his own name. grenade. So I got uh, part and parcel. I popped four achievements in that run yeah, for about 150 uh, TA, about 150 TA. It was, I think it looks like about 65 gamer score, but they were all pretty high ratio achievements. Little Rocket Man has a 2.81. Uh, I'm actually surprised it's not higher uh, because it's just, <laughs> you hated it that much. Wow. You know, I'm I'm curious about our. I do intend to go through this before next month because when you read the part of the reason why we chose that challenge was so many people in that thread were like, you know what? I second yeah, this. this. I third really this. Fun, it was yeah. fun. It was a good. Yeah. So um, I'm curious to see what our experience is like. Maybe if if we manage to master getting the gnome to stay in the car, it won't be as. I did read. You know, I did like read that. up on all this stuff, and there is a, apparently a way you can wedge him in. I'm sure you. Oh, must have I tried. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't get him to stay. <laughs> um, so basically, the best solution I came up with was to put him in the car so that he was basically like on the gear shift where it looks like the gear shift should be, so that I could like kind of keep an eye on him in my peripheral as I was driving. And anytime I lost him in my peripheral, I stopped driving and then went and found yeah. him. Because um, presumably if he falls out when you're driving and you don't notice, then it's... You got to back right. faster. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. <sighs> so where do we go, where from, do we go here, from here? Huh? Well, that's an interesting conversation because uh, once again, we put out the call to the community to present us with a new achievement challenge. Uh, so this story only got 28 comments on it, and not all of them included an achievement challenge. So community, come on. We're doing this for you. Give us some challenges. Um, and the first comment was from Spilner, who laughed at my joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was his first, first mistake. mistake. You know, rewarding me for my terrible jokes. Uh, and I, I'm going to shame some people. I know we don't like to publicly shame people here. But I'm going to shame some people. Acid Groove 303 or Acid Groove Bob, he challenged us to get a Star Trek achievement. Rich. Oh. And, and I basically Ooh. had to comment on that <laughs> with the link to the Shrek where the little gingerbread man is getting tortured. And he basically says, you're a monster. Because, no, we're not going <laughs> to do that. Um, there's also achievements in here for games that we don't own. So make sure you're checking before you issue us an achievement challenge. 
Uh, because we do really want to pick some good ones here, but we're not getting a lot of really good ones. There's some kind of just really odd stuff in here. Um, I think you have to keep in mind that we're not, like, no offense. I'll speak for myself. I'm not the most skilled gamer. So I've got a high gamer score. That's because I've played quite a number of games that have a less than 1.2 ratio. I've played some decent ones, but, you know, when you look at the list and go, I want you to get all gold start, I'm not going to. Sorry. I'm just not capable of it. I may try, but I'm not capable. And we want to come up with achievement challenges that we're capable of getting, not without effort. We want to be able to work toward them. So like the um, co-op challenges in Red Dead Redemption was a great idea because it's co-op. We can all play with each other. We figured out what our limits were. We didn't get it, but we attempted. When you tell us, you know, do everything on hard mode, it's just not going to happen. So it winds up not being a good suggestion. Yes. Um, so there were a couple of them that we considered in here. Uh, but we ultimately went with one, and it's one that gets uh, issued to us quite a bit, and we're finally going to take it on. So I, I'm gonna—I'm sure I'm gonna mess up how he wants his gamer tag spe- spelled, but it's Freemhole has challenged us to get speed run in Braid, uh, which is complete a full speed run of the entire game, beating the challenge time. Uh, so all of us have played Braid or have Braid. Uh, I played it. It, gosh, it was forever ago, so I may have to actually re-download it to get this one. But I'm a little dismayed. Uh, the achievement has a ratio of 4.86, and the very first solution from Quarantine starts off with, this is not an easy achievement in any <laughs> um, First of all, you need to unlock speedrun mode by beating the game. So oh, I haven't even I done need that to, yet. Yeah, I need to double-check that I have that there. Um and then it's a pretty thorough uh, explanation here that does include a video. Um, and here's the thing. There are three separate YouTube videos on how to do this, and they total up to 32 minutes. So in theory, if we're really good at this, we can do it in 32 minutes. Um, wow. Yeah. So to do it, to actually pop the achievement, you need to do it in less than 45. Okay. Uh, and there are a couple of hints here. The final stage of the game will take a minimum of four minutes. That's without messing up at all. Uh, so he says, if you get to the final stage and at 42 minutes or more, just go ahead and restart. Um, so here, here's the thing. My confession, I hate these challenges. I hate <laughs> time run challenges because I, I just get really antsy about them. I don't know why. I have a perpetual fear of being late. I don't like being late. <laughs> drives me nuts so speedruns are kind of like my they're not my kryptonite but they're something i tend to avoid so this is going to be a real if i manage to pop this one uh, it might have to go into my trophy case again okay uh, because it's one that i'm probably it, it doesn't naturally play into how i like to play games what are you guys thoughts here uh well half an hour that's not a lot of time is it i can i can dedicate half an hour <laughs> I need to unlock the guy. I need to finish the game though in order to do that. So that's going to take me a bit of extra. You know what I love about this challenge? It's an arcade game, so I yes. don't have to go find a disc. Yeah, discs. Or look around, and it's the kind of thing where if I'm sitting in in my gaming space and I'm thinking I don't really know what I want to play, I do have to do the break challenge, and I can just do it. So that'll help at least with the attempt. I mean, I feel like. I'm going to have to play through the game once anyway just to remember it. I played it right at launch 
and there is it's different the whole time control mechanic and whatnot so i feel like it's going to be kind of a full playthrough and then a speed run try um so i mean i i think treasy did this one actually so i'm wondering if he might have some hints he can bestow on his yeah treasy and chad and jesse have unlocked this yeah so there we go we ought to you know, speak to the people that we know and see if anyone can offer us a little help. Now, we were kind of discussing before we started recording, I wonder what Jonathan Blow thinks of this achievement. Because, to me, he probably hates this achievement and felt compelled to put it in here. Uh, because I can't see any reason why he would want someone to rush through his meticulously crafted game. Jonathan Blow's been sort of off the landscape for a while now, after really, like, you know, when uh, this game came out really bursting onto it and everyone kind of got a sense of who he was for better or worse. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder how involved he even was in the list. Yeah. I don't know if that was him or not at all. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you for sending that challenge in, Framehole. I do have a special code that I'll be sending you um, via PM. So I'm going to give you my Lion Head Avatar Award, which came with my copy of Fable Ooh. Anniversary. So feel free to deck out your avatar with the head of a lion. Um, should be cool. Um, so again, thank you for sending that in. Um, and uh, we'll be working on that this month. Won't we? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <Definitely. laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a look at some uh, games that are coming up that will distract us from this achievement challenge. So this coming week, February 18th, uh, NASCAR 14 is going to be released as well as Rayman Legends on the Xbox One. Uh, February 19th, Strider is going to be coming out. We recently put the Achievement Preview Spotlight for that on. February 25th, Rich, this is where you're going to jump in here. Uh, Thief is being released on the 360 and the Xbox yes. One, uh, as well as Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare will be released on both the 360 <laughs> and the Xbox One. And Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Uh, will be coming out, and I believe that's just for the 360. February 26th, Pac-Man Museum. And then we hit March 4th, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, and then I think February, or no, March 11th, we have this this Dark Souls 2 game, which I know nothing about. And this tiny <laughs> little, uh, I think it's an indie game, uh, Titanfall. <laughs> Titanfall. <laughs> Titanfall. <laughs> I, I don't. don't know. No, I don't know how that. it's going to be on the Xbox One. Oh, yeah, finally uh, an Xbox One game. Maybe I'll pick that up. Yeah. So Titan. I like games with. Oh, I'm just going to throw that out there. There you go. I want to point out that it's past Rich's bedtime now. You're past your bedtime, and it's all gone off the rails. I can talk titties. Titanfall, March 11th. We'll probably all be there. Yes. Uh, and then in the wake of Titanfall on March 18th, you have Yaiba, Ninja Gaiden Z. <laughs> I don't know anything about that game, but it's coming out March 18th. And then March 25th, uh, the 360 gets its edition of Titanfall. So really there's some heavy hitters coming. I know a lot of people are really excited about Thief. Uh, I will probably check that out at some point as much as I love Dishonored and know that Dishonored kind of is a spiritual successor to Thief. So I'll probably check that out at some point. Uh, aside from Titanfall, anything jumping out to either of you two? Pac-Man Museum. Pac-Man. Pac really? Well, I have to say that, um, uh, what was it called? Championship Edition DX is one of my favorite games. on uh, Certainly arcade games on the Xbox and also mm -hmm. on um, my Windows phone. 
But um, I don't know. The other rest of the Pac-Man games aren't all that. But I do like a Pac-Man game. <laughs> and okay. I was being facetious. I will probably pick up Rainbow Legends because everyone says it's brilliant. Um, is that a full release on I believe Xbox it is One? a full release on Xbox yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Presumably not full price. I would presume it to be full price, actually. Oh, okay. Okay, that's £60. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Maybe I won't pick that up. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to need new games. Tell me about Thief. Did I buy Thief? Uh, Did you play Dishonored? Yes. Did you like Dishonored? After about an hour. Uh, It was alright. It's too stealthy. I don't like stealth games. You will not like Thief, then. Thief is very much a stealth game. It's like more stealth than Dishonored, evidently. Oh, even more still. Yeah, probably not. But it's on Xbox One, isn't it? It is. I I do have a yes. I do have a need to buy anything Xbox One. <laughs> well, you can pick up Planes vs Zombies: Garden Warfare. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that game at all. I just I, don't get it. I'll need to read up be, on that. I'll be picking up Rayman Legends on the Xbox One. Um, will you? I love I Rayman. Um, and I did not get Rayman Legends on the <clears throat> on the 360 because I had just bought an Xbox One and all that. Um, and it looks like Rayman Legends is coming out at forty dollars instead of oh, a typical sixty. Excellent, um, stand corrected. Yeah, so I um, I see at GameStop it's forty, at Amazon it's forty, but at like Toys R Us it's sixty. I'm assuming that's just a pricing error or they'll match it. So I think forty is actually the retail release point for it. So yeah, it's twenty seven pounds getting... on Amazon here, which is okay. uh, almost exactly it's forty dollars actually. So that's equivalent for a change. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna order that. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm getting Rayman Legends, of course, getting Titanfall, um, but uh, I'm actually South Park: The Stick of Truth, which I don't have in, any interest in getting. But have either of you guys seen the achievement list? I think it's floating around. Ooh, I haven't no. actually looked at it apparently, but it's hysterical. From it what I'm reading, it will be featured in the achievement oh. preview spotlight because it is the big game to come out that week. Um, so I'll be looking mm-hmm. at it more in depth then. But I did hear. Um, the the one thing, and we didn't discuss this very much, but Fable uh, Anniversary had an amazing achievement list. I thought the achievement list there was hilarious and well designed. Oh yeah, very some very funny it was stuff. Great. On there. What was great is you get stuff like make ten thousand dollars through real estate yeah. or die. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know yeah. what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. I, evidently, I hear the achievements there. They're just they're the vulgar South Park humor. So I'm looking forward to digging into right. them writing up that spotlight. Um, again, I think I've, I've stated I'm definitely waiting on that game to make sure it works and works well before mm-hmm. I buy it, uh, just because of Obsidian's track record. Yep. yep. Know your developer. Uh, all right, so be sure to follow True Achievements on Twitter. We are at True Achievements, so you can stay informed on anything that hits the front page. Uh, if you want to follow Rich, you are at RichStone99, correct? Correct. Correct. I am at OSU Blue Jacket, and if you want to monitor Michelle's TA status updates, you are at TA underscore Matrarch, correct? Correct. Yes! Mm-hmm. I'm so good at this! <laughs> uh, you can also join our Facebook group and our Google Plus Circle. Uh, soon to be coming to MySpace. We will be on MySpace. No, we won't. I lied. We will never be on MySpace. Um, all right. I think that's about it. So, on behalf of Rich, otherwise known as True Achievement, Michelle, otherwise known as Matrarch, I am OSU Blue Jacket, otherwise known as Jay, wishing you happy February, hopefully you all stay safe and warm, and we'll see you back here after Titanfall drops. <laughs> Come on! <Yeah. laughs> You're going down! <laughs> <laughs>